Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. I am so glad you decided to drop by and join us on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. As always, we want this place to be a real blessing to you. Our desire is that you leave us feeling both inspired and encouraged in this one beautiful life we have been given. Our goal and intent for this space is to empower Christians of all avenues of life in their walks with God. We know your schedules and your days are full, hopefully, of good things, so we want to take a moment and just give you a wholehearted thank you for being here today. It's been a wild year, Sisterhood. We have tackled so many issues and subjects here on the podcast. We have had so much great feedback, and I just want you to know we appreciate you all so much. I personally want to thank you for all the listeners and all the downloads that we've received this year, and that tells me that we're on a path and a journey together that interests you. Now, if you are local to the Wilmington area, I would love to take this time to invite you to our first ever Christmas event here in our Life Church facility, our new facility that we've just moved into. So this year, our Sisterhood Christmas event will be called Theophany, and it will be 6 p.m. on Tuesday, December 12th. Just stay tuned to all of our social media platforms for more details. Today, I want to talk to you about a subject that I've had on my heart lately, And it is how to finish well. How to finish well. So here at Sisterhood, we recently lost a precious sister. She graduated to her heavenly home. And while our hearts rejoice for her, our hearts are also broken and sad. Her name is Tanya Talley, and she is the mother of our very own Pastor Gina Limbert. We had her celebration of life service a couple of weekends ago, and I'm still feeling the beautiful effects of it. As I sat and listened to her son, Aaron, give the most beautiful eulogy and then Gina share from her heart about her mother, I thought, I want my children to be able to say these things about me when it is my time. As I have sat with the Lord about my own feelings of loss of this amazing lady I called Mama Tanya, I felt the Holy Spirit say, stay on that train of thought and I'm going to show you something about how to finish everything well not just life here on earth, but everything you do while living this life on the earth. Now, I was very intrigued by this, and as always, God began to bring instant confirmation that I was on the right track. So I began to think about a study I did years ago on the life of David, and that study was called David the Great. And there's a passage in the Bible in Acts 13, 36 that says, David served the purposes of God in his generation, and then he died. Are you doing that? Are you serving the purposes of God in the generation you've been put into? And I have to ask myself, am I? What does that practically look like to serve the purposes of God in a generation? Now, we see in 2 Samuel, as David becomes an old man, an old dying lion, so to speak, we see the secret of his success. The Bible calls it David's last song, and it's found in 2 Samuel 23, 
1 through 7. And I'm going to go to my Bible and open it up and read that to you. Now, I'm sorry I didn't have this already done before I got queued up here for the podcast. So bear with me just a second. And I'm reading uh, 2 Samuel 23, the first seven verses. And this is what it says. David's last song. Now these are the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, declares, and the man who was raised on high declares the anointed of the God of Jacob and the sweet psalmist of Israel. And here's what he said. The spirit of the Lord spoke by me and his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spoke to me, he who rules over men righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is as the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds, when the tender grass springs out of the earth through sunshine after rain. Truly is not my house so with God, for he has made an everlasting covenant with me, ordered in all things and secured. For all my salvation and all my desire, will he not indeed make it grow? But the worthless, every one of them, will be thrust like thorns away because they cannot be taken in hand. But the man who touches them must be armed with iron and the shaft of a spear, and they will be completely burned with fire in their place. Wow. This is a song that David sang, and then he went on to name. I mean, that's fearsome. He went on to name his mighty men. Now, as you can see through this, David's fixation always remained on the Lord. It really was not about himself. This past Sunday, Tim preached an amazing sermon here at Life Church on giving God the glory. Now, that's exactly what David did. So he begins to compose kind of like a last will and testament to a historian, and it is sort of like his memoir, wishing everyone to know the truth, and he does it in true David fashion in a song. And he sings that it was God who kills the lion and the bear and Goliath, and it was God who kept David safe all those years on the run from Saul, and it was God who strengthened and expanded Israel beyond anyone's imagination. David wanted it clear that all of Israel's success and his own success was because of God, not him. Now, he ties it to the words of 1 Timothy 3, 5 perfectly, and that scripture says, if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? See, David understood stewardship. Stewardship is an enormous part of finishing well. When the passage goes on, we see him honoring his loyal men, the mighty men. He realizes, though, that one is missing from the the lineup, and that would be Uriah the Hittite, the man he had murdered because of Bathsheba, his wife. David wanted to make sure that Uriah was honored because he had been loyal to David, even when David wasn't loyal to him. And this was David at his very, very best. So what made David finish well? What was the secret ingredient? Well, I believe it's because his heart stayed Godward. His heart stayed toward God. Even in sin and failure, and we know David had a bushel full of sin and failure, but even in that, that Godward momentum kept David from the abyss. See, his life often upsets our legalistic apple carts of religion and theology. 
But God saw something different in David than just his sin. He saw the heart of a servant that was turned toward him. So the answer to David finishing well was found all throughout his life. His heart in the eyes of God. God said that David was a man after his own heart. Remember Saul? I mean, why, why not him? Why didn't God say that about him? We don't see that about him at all. And I will tell you, it's because his heart was ultimately bent away from God, not toward God. Do you know that you and I can remain people after God's own heart? We can continue to love what God's love, what God loves, because all of us are far from perfect. I mean, our sins are very, very real, just like David's were, right? But our repentance can also be very, very real, just like David's was. All of us have those coming along behind us. It may be children, grandchildren, extended family members, friends. It could be any number of people, just like Mama Tanya had. So I want you to stay true to the Lord. Take a good look at your life. Examine it truthfully. Can you do that? Can you look at your own life and just examine it truthfully? Does it line up with who you say you are? Does it line up with who you want to be? If you're still breathing and alive on planet Earth, it is never too late. Or it may be a task, something you've been asked to handle, maybe in a job or a ministry. That thing has taken a lot out of you, a lot of focus, a lot of time, and a lot of energy. But I want to say to you today, I want to encourage you, stay with it. Don't stop short. Finish well. Be a workman who needs not be ashamed of his work, but who stands by his work 100%, knowing that it brings great glory to God. Let every day be a marker of your heart and commitment to what God has called you to. You know, life has many seasons, many twists and turns. Some seasons are amazing. It's very easy to stay true to finishing well. It's just, it, it's just glorious. Some seasons, though, they pose a greater challenge to us. So I want you to keep turning your heart Godward. Watch what He will do, even in those hard and more challenging seasons. And when those seasons finally come to an end, we can shout hallelujah and put a giant exclamation point at the end of it. Why? Because we know in our very imperfect nature that we did, in fact, finish that season well. And we know that in doing so, it brings great glory to God throughout our lives. So today as I go, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for those of you who need a little more gas in the tank in order to finish this current season well. God has all that you need, and He has even more than that for you. So Heavenly Father, we thank you. Jesus, we belong to you. We thank you, Lord, for the current journey that we are all on and for the present assignments you've given to us. We ask today by the power of the Holy Spirit that you will help us to finish well. Lord, we want to finish this one amazing life well, but and we also want to finish today well, not just our lives, but today. So help us lay down tonight knowing we have done our part and looking forward to all you're going to add to it. We love you. Jesus, we thank you that you're the kindest one we know. We ask all of this in your name. Amen. Now, my tip of the day today is reduce your resistance to change. I'm going to say it again. Reduce your resistance to change. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean learn to accept and even embrace change. Become more resilient and more adaptive. Now, if my husband is listening to this podcast, he probably just had to pull off the road. 
because I want you to hear me. I do love change in big life situations because I kind of tend to get bored in certain arenas. Like I love to buy a new house or move or redecorate a space or whatever, move into a new church building, a new church home. But if you know me well, you also know that I love my daily rituals. They keep me grounded, especially during challenging and sometimes difficult seasons. They keep me going in the right direction. But I also know how important it is to allow God to usher new days into our lives, even allowing Him to change up the daily routine if need be. Some of us may need to add a little bit more physical movement and exercise into our days. Now, that's going to take a change in your daily schedule to make it happen. You may be used to showering the night before and jumping out of bed and getting dressed for the day. But now you're feeling called to get some movement in before your workday starts. So what's that mean? That you're going to have to shift around things in your daily schedule. Now, you may have to carve out a little time in the morning to shower off before you get dressed and and because you just had a brisk walk, maybe in the heat. If you live in Wilmington, it's hot sometimes here. God may be asking you to change the way you think about something or situation. He may be asking you to be more flexible and adaptive where you've been unbending in thought or belief. So be willing to go with the Lord. We have a very busy family, and every year we are getting bigger. When we're all together, it can be a bit overwhelming. So Bailey and Lachlan have come up with a saying that helps the two of them cope with all of the craziness. And what they say is, we are leaves floating on the river of life. And it is so funny, but it helps them stay in a mindset that they're just along for the ride and the memories, and they have no agenda other than just being with their family. It makes everything so much more fun when we all look at it this way. And next week, our family is going on a big trip together. It's like 15 people. I'm going to try my best to be a leaf floating down the river of life and just go with the flow. I will keep you posted on whether or not I am successful at that. That's nothing I've ever been able to do before, so I promise to be truthful and keep you posted. All right, that's all I've got for you today. I want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I hope you really heard something today that blessed your life and that you'll come back again very soon. As always, I want you to go make your life awesome. I want you to be ready for change, and I want you to set your heart to finish this week well. See you next time.